0: one of the children from the beach, crying or even screaming, would be shepherded up the steps to have a sting needled out and vinegar dabbed on to soothe the venom. Often we lifeguards would set traps for the wasps. Glasses of a sugary drink or half-empty bottles of beer would be left on the windowsill and in the corners. The wasps would hum in the air above these traps, crawl over the outside surface, crouch busily on the rim. They always seemed cautious, although their feelers went wild as they sensed the sugar. I think they could sense there was danger too. Many times they would start down the inside of the glass or bottle only to abort and rise upwards, hovering. But they always went back. They always went back, despite the danger for the sweet bait. And they always drowned. It must have been in their nature, I think. My story is coming, we'll get to it soon enough, but none of it would have happened, none of it, if it hadn't been for my grandfather and an incident that took place during the war. Part 1. War Story It was my grandfather who taught me to swim. He began teaching me at such a young age, in fact, that I no longer remember the experience of my first lessons. The mechanics of swimming are now so ingrained in me that I sometimes feel like the offspring of one of those progressive mothers whose idea of a natural birth is to expel the baby directly into the lukewarm water of an inflatable birthing pool. Unlike those babies, though, who instinctively hold their breath and begin using reflexes from some forgotten aquatic phase of our evolution to swim underwater, I have often felt as if I was never subsequently plucked out and towel dry. At the very least, I can remember no significant period in my life when I wasn't taking part in swimming lessons or, later, training three or four times a week. In the same way that I have always known how to swim, I have always known the reasons my grandfather had for wanting to teach me. He had very good reasons. And these were so well known in my family that, like swimming itself... I no longer remember when I first acquired the knowledge of them, or first heard the story of how they came about. That particular story of my grandfather's was a hard one to hear, especially if you knew him. But to me, as a child, it was just another fact of family life, like the not-quite-realistic glass eye my other grandfather wore, or the notorious absent-mindedness of my Aunt Jean, who once realised in the middle of taking a shower she was still wearing her socks and shoes. Unlike these, and other family idiosyncrasies, however, my grandfather's unusually serious attitude to swimming was never joked about, and it was always accepted that he would teach all of his grandchildren to swim, not just me, in the same way he taught his own children, and indeed generations of other people's children in the classes he ran at the council baths of the town of Helensburgh near Glasgow, where I grew up. My grandfather's story was a war story, of course. Just as my mother's father came back from fighting the fascists in Spain with a gaping, empty socket where his left eye had been, my father's father returned from East Africa after the Second World War with a conviction that everyone should be able to swim. Both men, in their different wars, had been wounded, but my paternal grandfather's injury wasn't a physical one. Physically, he emerged from the war unscathed. Mentally, however, he suffered for the rest of his life from a bigger blind spot than my other grandfather, with his glass eye, ever did. The reason my grandfather, Gordon McInnes, felt that everyone should learn to swim, was because at the start of the war, he was unable to. At that time, he was a qualified merchant seaman, and for a poorly schooled young man from a working-class Glasgow family, he considered himself, prior to 1939, fortunate in his job. It was secure and well paid, and it showed him people and places he would never otherwise have seen. He already had a wife and two young children, with a third baby, my father, on the way, and marriage being what it was in those days, perhaps he also felt relief at being absent from his family responsibilities for the long duration of the voyages but he was still only in his mid 20s so it was for a mixture of reasons probably that reason-